Hello fellow idiots, this is Nick the Idiot. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out um, to the godfather of Gotten's Way, Sam DeLeo. Uh, he was my mowing buddy when we lived in St. Cloud and everybody wanted their lawn to be like his. Um, so, yeah, oh, he's not dead. It's not, it's talking past tense. He's not dead. He's uh, just, um, he, I just said I would mention his name. I got him into podcast and I'm like, you should listen to mine. I'll talk about you. So uh, rest in peace, Sam. Just, you know, take a break. You work too much. Anyway, I wanted to real quick talk about, um, so ever since I was little, ever since I was 12, I um, I have to eat like every hour. I always had to eat like, like I would get shaky, cold sweats, things like that, um, headaches. I even got tested for hypoglycemia at one point and came back negative. The doctor was like, I think you're just a wimp. You just, are you weak? Are you just a weakling? Are you a weak? Are you weakling? I'm like, yeah. That's what I am. I'm weak and I'm an idiot, so I didn't pick up on the weak part. Um, but so I, um, I always, I always like would carry like when we were in the island and I'm leading people up in the jungle or whatever. I always have like eight boxes of crackers with me. Just I had to eat them. So, um, so in '08 when we became Catholic, then it was kind of a thing, you know, because they have, you know, there's occasional times of fasting when it comes uh, just once in a while, and. And, and they're pretty lax, if we're honest. They were pretty lenient. Uh, it's just like you can eat a full meal that day and then two smaller meals that when you add them together, they don't eat equal more than a meal. And that's nothing. That's like, that's, you know, that's nothing. It's pretty easy. Uh, but I, I still struggle with it. And so I would always, you know, fast something else. Like music. I would, like, cut music out for all of Lent or whatever. And, you know, say what you will about imposed fasting or whatever. But I loved it. I mean, I... At, I mean, not only do you just, like, learn that you can say no to things, but, like, you're using your body as an alarm clock whenever you're hungry or you crave for, like, the music or whatever. It would just be like, oh, that's right, I'm praying. So I'd pray way more often uh, and wholeheartedly. And by the end of, you know, every Lent that I've done, I uh, would come out feeling more aware of everything, more aware of God in my life, more aware of the people around me, just more aware. And so it's good in and of itself. But uh, so the thing was, when I started... uh, when I hit about 35, I realized that the, my clothes were shrinking. They were, my belt was, the leather must have been shrinking or something. I had to add holes on the belt because I was just filling in my clothes and my metabolism was slowing way down. And um, and so when I was leading up to my 40th birthday, I'm like, I got to get a handle on this. And part, I knew the first step was, I, I used, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to admit this. I used to, out of boredom, just take a can of sweetened condensed milk and just chug it just like I want di- give me diabetes I want it just so bad and um and uh, there's this dessert I've seen or the side dish where they have a, a pear half a half of a pear and a dollop of mayo and then um uh, some sprinkled cheese well I, I wouldn't have pears around so I would just take a spoonful of mayo and sprinkle it with cheese and just eat it so much um so I knew right away I should probably stop those things because the can of sweet condensed milk has like 1300 calories just in the one so I stopped that, but I knew I needed something else, and I knew I was never going to be able to, like, do, like, I can't add something to my life. I can't add, like, cardio or high-intense interval training. Uh, I don't have time. People are like, you don't have 20 minutes? I'm like, you don't know my life. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've been through. Like, just back off. I don't have time. And so I did. I needed to do something, and then right about that time, I heard, and this is not a push, but I heard about intermittent fasting. I don't, just don't shoot me. Just hold off. Um, 
and I was like, oh, well, it doesn't require anything of me. Like, I don't have to add anything to my life. I just have to, whenever you have your last calorie for the night, you just don't eat for 16 hours. And I can not do something. I do that all the time. So I was like, I'll give it one day, and I'll probably die. So that was a good, I you know, said goodbye to the family, sat them down, and be like, Daddy's going to pass away tomorrow. Um, and I did it for a day, and I was fine. Like, I just, I mean, there were tough points where I'm like, now I know what, people in concentration camps did. I'm, just I, I, I'm not but I there were tough points and so I, I just pushed through the first day I was like oh actually it was I'm not as tired as I thought I'd be I'm not as hangry so I did it the next day I did it for a week and it's going on two years now and, um, and it was great I, I lost 17 pounds and I feel great and I actually my cravings for the type of food I ate eat changed um, so things like that were great but in the process something I learned that actually was I didn't expect um, and this again this is probably so baseline for all of you, you most people probably know this I just I didn't uh, know this but like you can just be hungry but you just be hungry you, you don't have to be full and I didn't know that actually I didn't know what it felt to push through that for real for long periods of time um, uh, and so like I started to like oh wow I and then I realized, oh, wow, self-control is actually a fruit of the Spirit. So, like, if, if you're living a life where, you you know, asking God's presence, like, His Spirit to be in your life and transform you, one of, the, like, love, joy, peace, you have peace and patience and kindness, goodness, gentleness, all of those, and self-control. And I was like, wait, like, the ability to control yourself is an offshoot of a, a, a godly life. Like, oh, my gosh, I, that's crazy. And they can just say no to a hunger craving. And, um, and that was, that was new to me. And again, it's probably not new to you, but it was new to me that like, oh wow, I don't, I'm not ruined or ruled by this. I control this. Uh, this is my body and I'm a spirit body composite. So then the next thing that kind of stood out to me was that, well, okay, because I'm a spirit body composite, then this isn't just physical. I mean, there's physical attributes or physical benefits, but there's more, it's more than physical. Uh, and so then I started to realize like, there's a scene in the scriptures where a woman uh, meets Jesus at the well and he tells her, you can drink from here if you're thirsty and you'll thirst again. Uh, but if you allow me to be your, so if you drink from me, if you allow me to be your source, you'll never thirst again. And and at the core, that kind of cuts through like everything that I've always struggled with, everything I've always grasped for, felt like a need in my life or craved or yearned for. And that's fine to crave and yearn uh, for all of its I mean, success, uh, comfort, gratification, intimacy, like all of it is fine. It's good. It's not, none of those are evils, but true freedom exists in not just being able to do what you want, but being able to say yes to the greatest, like in all situations, being able to choose the very best when maybe even your flesh wants less, when your flesh would settle, when the weak part of you would settle for less and uh, would settle for bare minimum, whether it's on a work site, uh, with your spouse, with your kids, like just any area of life where you would just settle like true freedom is being like no I'll only choose the greatest and so Christ is basically saying you can you can have these things they're fine but I am what you hunger for you yearn and this is a little bit from the made to versus made to from last week's podcast but you it's okay to crave it's okay to want and yearn but you need to realize and recognize who you're yearning for whom whom you're yearning for you need to recognize that it's it's more than and so going back to the fasting, being able to say like, you know, I am, I am hungry. 
Um, I would, my recommendation for the week is just be hungry. Just be hungry. Just choose to be hungry. And you'll find that it was like, for me, it was like this beast that I, that it had nothing to it. There was nothing there. There was nothing to be afraid of. Uh, and, and again, I'm not talking with starvation. I'm not talking like third world. I'm talking, if you're listening to my podcast, you, this is for you and me. Like, just be hungry. It's okay. You can just be it. And, uh, and when, you, when your craving comes up, when your stomach rumbles, when you ache, when the adrenaline kicks in and tells you that you're hungry, then that's great. Then be hungry. Because it can just remind you, like, to the core, who you hunger for. What you're, what you're really doing here. I know you're like, dude, this is, really? You're going to drop a don't eat podcast, like, right before Thanksgiving? That's stupid. Back off, Nick. You don't know... But I'm not saying don't eat. I'm going to eat so much at Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat all of it. My relatives still all hate me because I'm going to eat it all. And then I'll, I'll look at them and I'll say, you be hungry. You be hungry. But just, it's okay. Eat at Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be grateful. And eat at Christmas and enjoy. It's great. It's a blessing. It's all good. But just also learn the lesson that you can be hungry. Because you will always, always be hungering for him anyway. And, and if you do that, that's great. Then, then you will actually find that deeper level of desire for God and awareness of Him and let Him fulfill you. And then you'll, like I always say, you'll have a good life. And I'll see you on the other side.